Introduction. The Southern Baptist Convention, SBC, is in crisis. This crisis is based in the fact that the SBC has allowed the culture to influence in its decisions. The SBC has fallen victim to the social justice ideology. Many view social justice in the light egalitarianism. Egalitarian is, believing in or based on the principle that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. The alt-right and alt-left, BLM, Antifa, Liberation Theology and Social Justice Warriors, SJWs, have defined it in terms of socialism and Marxism. It is in this socialist and Marxist ideology that the SBC must be careful not to fall for its seemingly benign intent. However, in 2017 the SBC failed to a strong stance against the introduction of SJ ideology. The SBC has failed to address the fact that the SJ language used in Resolution 10 was the reason for the initial rejection of the resolution. By not speaking out against the SJ language the SBC has set itself up for a move of socialism and Marxism within the SBC and disguised as of the social justice. Christ's forgiveness. The greatest gift that Christ gave the church is that of forgiveness. Let's be sure to define word forgiveness and its root forgive, before they are transformed to fit the SJ model. Forgiveness is defined as, the action of forgiving or the process of being forgiven. Forgive is defined as, stop feeling angry or resentful towards, someone, for an offense or mistake. For the sake of context and to make the point, as a Christian, we will all the word sin to pair with the word mistake, in the context of the meaning. Christ's death on the cross freed his people from sin, through faith in that sacrifice. SJ ideology has caused the church to stop walking in Christ's forgiveness. As SJ ideology has grown in our nation, its influence has begun to infect the hearts and minds of the members of the body of Christ. The church, like society, begin to see itself as victims, not as conquerors. When we look at how the schools, colleges and universities are indoctrinating the next generation with this victim mentality we, the SBC and its affiliated churches must begin to actively teach its people how to think beyond the indoctrination of the culture they fall in. The church either lacks the will, or the means to begin actively educating its people on how the forgiveness of Christ should look like in their lives. The King and the Servant Let's look at a few instances in Scripture that apply to how we are to look at how Christ's forgiveness should look like in our lives. How did Christ handle forgiveness? Let's look at the story Christ shared with Peter, when Peter asked about how many times he is to forgive. Greater than Matthew 18:21-35, Matt 18:21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Greater than. Greater than therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant, as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers, until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart.
Greater than. Greater than the Holy Bible, English Standard Version, Wheaton, Illinois, Crossway Bibles, 2016, Mount 1821-35. Christ tells Peter that forgiveness is unlimited. When he told Peter 77 times, Christ knew that no one could keep that good of a record on how many times they forgave someone. There is no reason for a Christian to keep track of number of times they forgive someone. God is the keeper of the books and He will balance them. God will not be mocked. Christ continues with the story of a king and his servant. The king was settling accounts, he demanded his servant to repay a debt that he owed. The servant begged and pleaded with the king to forgive his debt for it could never be repaid. The king relented and forgave the debt of the servant. Now, as the servant left the presence of the king, Christ tells Peter that the king had forgiven servant, but the ungrateful servant went out and immediately seized a fellow servant. Rather than passing the forgiveness he received from the king to his fellow servant, the servant forgiven by the king had his fellow servant seized and placed in debtor's prison until he could be repaid. The Consequence of an Unforgiving Spirit Christ tells Peter that when his fellow servants reported the actions of the servant he had forgiven. The servant was, once again, called before the king. Testimony of the unforgiving nature of the servant the king had forgiven was presented, and the king rendered his verdict by calling the servant wicked. The king rightfully rescinded the pardon. Many like to be pardoned, but refuse to pardon others. The consequence of an unforgiving spirit is eternal separation from God, in hell. Social justice and its unforgiving spirit. The mercy and grace the Christian receives from God should be bestowed to others. Just as the king forgives servant, so too do we need to forgive others. The size of our sin debt is much greater than the sin debt of those outside of ourselves. The servant that the king forgave, can be seen as a parallel to those who hold to social justice. Just as he held to the debt his fellow servant had with him. The servant the king forgives should have learned that his debt, being greater, covered the debt of his fellow servant. Instead the servant the king forgive held on to the offense. This act showed the king's forgiveness was not received. The servant the king forgive was not affected by the grace that was shown to him. The forgiven servant's actions clearly demonstrated that he had no respect for the king or the grace that he bestowed upon him. The servant was more interested in saving himself and not changes the circumstances that placed him in front of the king. He had no compassion for anyone else. Christ concludes the story by telling Peter that the king punished the offense by sending the servant, who he forgave, to debtor's prison. He ends by saying, So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Condemnation comes from an unforgiving spirit and heart. SJWs hold on to an anger and resentment. They do not know the concept of repentance, reconciliation, or restoration. They only seek revenge, reparations, and retaliation. The Self-Diagnosis of the Southern Baptists In 1995, the SBC diagnosed itself with an illness that it had been living with for too long. This infection was that of racism. The SBC took steps to begin treatment of this infection. At the 1995 Associational Meeting, the SBC passed a resolution that addressed the infection. Resolution on Racial Reconciliation on the 150th Anniversary of the Southern Baptist Convention 1995, Atlanta, Georgia Whereas, since its founding in 1845, the Southern Baptist Convention has been an effective instrument of God in missions, evangelism, and social ministry, and Whereas, the Scriptures teach that Eve is the mother of all living, Genesis 3:20, and that God shows no partiality, but in every nation whoever fears Him and works righteousness is accepted by Him, Acts 10 34-35, and that God has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth, Acts 17:26, and 
whereas, our relationship to African Americans has been hindered from the beginning by the role that slavery played in the formation of the Southern Baptist Convention, and, whereas, many of our Southern Baptist forebears defended the right to own slaves, and either participated in, supported, or acquiesced in the particularly inhumane nature of American slavery, and, whereas, in later years Southern Baptists failed, in many cases, to support, and in some cases opposed, legitimate initiatives to secure the civil rights of African Americans, and, whereas, racism has led to discrimination, oppression, injustice, and violence, both in the Civil War and throughout the history of our nation, and, whereas, racism has divided the body of Christ and Southern Baptists in particular, and separated us from our African American brothers and sisters, and, whereas, many of our congregations have intentionally and or unintentionally excluded African Americans from worship, membership, and leadership, and, whereas, racism profoundly distorts our understanding of Christian morality, leading some Southern Baptists to believe that racial prejudice and discrimination are compatible with the gospel, and, whereas, Jesus performed the ministry of reconciliation to restore sinners to a right relationship with the Heavenly Father, and to establish right relations among all human beings, especially within the family of faith. Therefore, be it resolved, that we, the messengers to the sesquicentennial meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention, assembled in Atlanta, Georgia, June 20-22, 1995, unwaveringly denounce racism, in all its forms, as deplorable sin, and be it further resolved, that we affirm the Bible's teaching that every human life is sacred, and is of equal and immeasurable worth, made in God's image, regardless of race or ethnicity. Genesis 1:27, and that, with respect to salvation through Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for, we, are all one in Christ Jesus, Galatians 3:28, and, be it further resolved, that we lament and repudiate historic acts of evil such as slavery from which we continue to reap a bitter harvest, and we recognize that the racism which yet plagues our culture today is inextricably tied to the past, and, be it further resolved, that we apologize to all African Americans for condoning and or perpetuating individual and systemic racism in our lifetime, and we genuinely reap an of racism of which we have been guilty, whether consciously, Psalm 1913, or unconsciously, Leviticus 4:27. and be it further resolved, that we ask forgiveness from our African American brothers and sisters, acknowledging that our own healing is at stake, and be it further resolved, that we hereby commit ourselves to eradicate racism in all its forms from Southern Baptist life and ministry, and be it further resolved, that we commit ourselves to be doers of the Word, James 1:22, by pursuing racial reconciliation in all our relationships, especially with our brothers and sisters in Christ, 1 John 2:6, to the end that our light would so shine before others, that they may see, our, good works and glorify, our, Father in heaven, Matthew 5:16, and be it finally resolved, that we pledge our commitment to the Great Commission task of making disciples of all people, Matthew 28:19, confessing that in the Church God is calling together one people from every tribe and nation, Revelation 5:9, and proclaiming that the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is the only certain and sufficient ground upon which redeemed persons will stand together in restored family union as joint heirs with Christ, Romans 8:17. Repentance of Past Sins the 1995 the SBC resolution specifically called out their guilt in being agents of evil in the realm of racial injustices. The SBC and its affiliated churches repented of the organization's past sins. The SBC called on the African American community to forgive them and to join them in reconciliation and healing. 
the SBC began to walk in that Christ-given forgiveness. They repented with all their heart. The SBC chronicled its progress with other resolutions. Walking in Forgiveness In 2007, the SBC, continuing its walk in the forgiveness of Christ, passed a resolution condemning the Dred Scott decision. This decision stated, Dred Scott decision, Supreme Court rules that a Negro descended from slaves is not a citizen. The use of the crass language indicates the level of disdain many had for the African American in the United States. Thus, the SBC's condemnation of the Dred Scott decision was all the more powerful. It showed that the SBC and its affiliated churches truly repented of the sin of segregation and discrimination. The resolution was, yet, another step toward reconciliation with our African American brothers and sisters. On the 150th anniversary of the Dred Scott decision. 2007, San Antonio, Texas. Whereas, March 6, 2007, marked the 150th anniversary of the infamous Dred Scott decision by the United States Supreme Court, and whereas, the majority opinion of the court concluded that people of African ancestry and their descendants had no rights which the white man was bound to respect and ruled that an entire race of people did not have personhood nor right of citizenship, and whereas, we affirm the Declaration of Independence which says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and whereas, this deplorable decision required action by all three branches of government to eventually overturn, Emancipation Proclamation, 1863, Brown v. Board of Education, 1954, and Civil Rights Act of 1964, and whereas, we are complicit with this erroneous Supreme Court decision when we fail to love, minister to, and share the gospel with people because of their ethnicity, ability, or station in life, and whereas, we are all born as slaves to sin and have no rights to the throne of God except through Jesus Christ. Now, therefore, be it resolved, that the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention meeting in San Antonio, Texas, June 12-13, 2007, wholly lament and repudiate the Dred Scott decision and fully embrace the Lord's command to love our neighbors as ourselves, and be it further resolved, that we reaffirm the historic action in 1995 of the Southern Baptist Convention to unwaveringly denounce racism, in all its forms, as deplorable sin, and to view every human life as sacred, of equal and immeasurable worth, made in God's image, regardless of race or ethnicity, and be it further. Resolved, that we fully concur that racism profoundly distorts our understanding of Christian morality, and be it further. Resolved, that we commend our churches who intentionally reach out to all persons regardless of ethnicity, and we encourage all other Southern Baptist churches to emulate their example, as the body of Christ is commanded and called to do and be it finally resolved, that we pray for and eagerly await the day that the scourge and blight of racism is totally eradicated from the body of Christ so that the world may see the love of Christ incarnated in and through us. Integration. In 2008, the SBC conducted a survey through Lifeway Christian Resources to track the progress of the past resolutions the SBC and its affiliated churches. The SBC recognized the need to continue making strides toward racial reconciliation. The survey recognized the contributions of its ethnic churches and the need for the SBC to grow more diverse and proactively integrate its affiliated churches and associations. On celebrating the growing ethnic diversity of the Southern Baptist Convention. 2008, Indianapolis, Indiana. Whereas, according to Lifeway Christian Resources, there are several thousand ethnic congregations within the Southern Baptist Convention, and Whereas, there is among our ethnic brothers and sisters strong leadership, pulpit ability, administrative capability, 
and denominational, theological, and scriptural fidelity consistent with the Baptist faith and message, and whereas, many ethnic congregations give sacrificially to support missions and evangelism through the cooperative program, now, therefore, be it resolved, that the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention meeting in Indianapolis, Indiana, June 10-11, 2008, express our gratitude to God for His reconciling grace, and be it further resolved, that we express our appreciation to those entities currently seeking to reflect a balanced representation of our ethnic diversity in denominational service, and be it further resolved, that we encourage all entities of the Southern Baptist Convention to strive toward a balanced representation of our ethnic diversity, and be it finally resolved, that we encourage our President and all committees to work with state conventions and local associations to identify ethnic leadership from cooperating Southern Baptist churches to serve on boards, committees, and programs of the Southern Baptist Convention. This 2008 resolution shows how the SBC was looking to bridge the gap between understanding the limits within its administration and sought to integrate its seminaries, boards, committees and the various posts within the SBC. It looked like progress was being made in the way the SBC was moving. It could be said that the SBC appeared to be walking in the forgiveness that it had asked for from the African American community and, if it can be added, other hyphenated American people groups. Acknowledgements. In 2012, the SBC recognized the contributions of the African American Christian community. The SBC was admitting that they were seeking to continue to walk in the forgiveness they asked for from their African brothers and sisters. The SBC was making strides on African American contributions to American Baptist history. 2012, New Orleans. Whereas, African Americans have played an important role in Baptist history in the United States, and Whereas, it was common for white and black Baptists to worship together before the Civil War, and Whereas, historiography has not always reflected the contribution of African American Baptists, now, therefore, be it Resolved, that the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention meeting in New Orleans, Louisiana, June 19-20, 2012, acknowledge and express their appreciation for the contributions of African Americans to the faithful Baptist witness in the United States, and be it finally Resolved, that we celebrate pioneers such as African Americans George L., who many acknowledge as the first overseas missionary from the United States in 1782, Lot Carey, who organized African American missions in the 1800s, S. M. Lockridge, who was a faithful preacher of the gospel in the 20th century, Sid Smith, who was one of the first African American Southern Baptist denominational leaders in the modern era, and Fred Luter, who was elected as the first African American president of the Southern Baptist Convention. This resolution recognized the contributions of the African Americans Christian community. With their acknowledging this history, the SBC was attempting to show that they were continuing to walk in the forgiveness they received nearly a decade ago and seeking to not return to their old ways. The SBC recognition of the various ethnic backgrounds of past minister, missionaries, and lay leaders acknowledges their God knows who they are and what they did for the kingdom of God. Recognition of efforts. In 2014, the SBC and its affiliated churches continued to show that they were continuing to walk in the forgiveness they so cherished. The SBC reflected on its own sins again and its stand on complying with the Civil Rights Act of 1965. This resolution confirmed that the SBC was failing to adhere to the principles that they had resolved to do in 1965 and that the 1995 resolution was their recognition of their embedded sin and hypocrisy. On the 50th anniversary of the Civil Rights Act. 2014, Baltimore, MD. Whereas, July 2, 2014, 
marks the 50th anniversary of the enactment of the Civil Rights Act, and whereas, the Civil Rights Act spurred the United States forward in the dismantling of legal racial segregation, and whereas, the scriptures consistently teach us that all persons are created in the image of God, descended from our common first parents, Genesis 2:27, Acts 17:26, and are thus worthy of equal respect and dignity, and whereas, these truths were a central and driving force in the civil rights movement, and whereas, our government authorities have a God-entrusted duty to guard and defend the constitutional rights of all citizens, Romans 13 1-7. Now, therefore, be it resolved, that the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention meeting in Baltimore, Maryland, June 10-11, 2014, lament and repudiate this nation's long history of racial segregation as well as the complicity of Southern Baptists who resisted or opposed the dismantling of the evil of racial hierarchy in our churches or society, and be it further. Resolved, that we reaffirm the historic action in 1965 of the Southern Baptist Convention to call for peaceful compliance with laws assuring equal rights for all, along with the courageous efforts of many known and unknown Baptist ministers and laypersons to advance the cause of racial justice in the face of opposition, and be it further. Resolved, that we thank God for the increased racial and ethnic diversity within Southern Baptist life over this past half-century, and be it further. Resolved, that we call on all gospel-affirming people to strive for a faithful witness to the watching world that in Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, there is neither slave nor free, Galatians 3:28, and be it finally. Resolved, that we continue to call on all Christian men and women to pray and labor for the day when our Lord will set all things right and racial prejudice and injustice will be no more. The SBC and its affiliated churches affirm that they still recognize their past sins and that they were still striving to continue to walk in the forgiveness they asked for in the 1995 resolution, as they were moving toward the fulfillment of the gospel. The 2014 SBC acknowledged that, though they were not perfect, a great deal of progress had been made. Reconciliation and Integration In 2015, another resolution on recognizing and encouraging the SB can its affiliated churches to begin to integrate its positions. This resolution continued in the tradition of the SBC's commitment to walking in the repentance and forgiveness it had asked for from God and those hurt by the SBC since. The SBC was showing not only its members, but also, the world that it was serious in its walk with Christ. On Racial Reconciliation 2015, Columbus, Ohio. Whereas, the scriptures teach that God has created all men and women in His image, Genesis 1:27, and has made from one man and one woman all peoples to live on the earth, Genesis 3:20. Acts 17:26 and whereas God loves the world John 3:16 sending Jesus to die for the sins of the whole world 1 John 2:2 2, 2, and in Christ is reconciling to himself people from every tribe tongue and nation Revelation 5:9 and whereas our justification before God is based on faith in Christ alone and not in our ethnicity Galatians 3:27 to 28 and Whereas, God has made believers one in Christ, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, and uniquely qualified to stand together in faith, Ephesians 2 15-16, and Whereas, the Lord has given His people the mission of making disciples from every nation, Matthew 28 19, and Whereas, racism is sin because it disregards the image of God in all people and denies the truth of the gospel that believers are all one in Him, and Whereas, in 1995, the Southern Baptist Convention publicly repented of its own complicity in the sin of racism that has divided both the body of Christ and the broader culture, and whereas, we grieve over the continued presence of racism and the recent escalation of racial tension in our nation, and whereas, 
the Southern Baptist Convention has taken numerous steps to enlist qualified individuals of all races and ethnicities for leadership roles, and whereas, Southern Baptists, in both our congregations and entities, increasingly reflect the racial and ethnic diversity in our communities and nation, now, therefore, be it resolved, that the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention meeting in Columbus, Ohio, June 16-17, 2015, rededicate ourselves to the holy responsibility and privilege of loving and discipling people of all races and ethnicities in our communities, and be it further resolved, that we urge churches to demonstrate their heart for racial reconciliation by seeking to increase racial and ethnic diversity in church staff roles, leadership positions, and church membership, and be it further resolved, that we urge Southern Baptist entities and convention committees to make leadership appointments that reflect the racial and ethnic diversity of the body of Christ and of the Southern Baptist Convention, and be it further. Resolved, that we continually prioritize and monitor our progress in adequately representing the increasing racial and ethnic diversity of our communities and our local congregations and our entities, and be it finally. Resolved, that we call on Southern Baptists to be faithful ambassadors of reconciliation in their personal relationships and local communities as they demonstrate the power of the gospel to reconcile all persons in Christ. This 2015 resolution expressed the SBC's desire to see the body of Christ to become a unified body. A body that was devoid of the infection of segregated churches. This resolution showed the SBC as an organization committed to walking in the forgiveness Christ bestows upon all who call on His name. Controversy division and deceit. In 2017, the SBC took on a different tone. This resolution was filled with divisive language. It goes out of its way to single out one ethnic group as being exclusively racist. The messenger's language was full of SJ ideology and rhetoric. On the anti-gospel of alt-right white supremacy 2017, Phoenix, Arizona. Whereas, Scripture teaches, from one man, God, has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times and the boundaries of where they live, Acts 17:26. and. Whereas, the psalmist proclaimed, the earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, belong to the Lord, Psalm 24 1, and. Whereas, the Apostle Peter said, God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation the person who fears Him and does what is right is acceptable to Him, Acts 10 34-35, and. Whereas, our justification before God is based on faith in Christ Jesus alone and not in our ethnicity, Galatians 3 27-28, and. Whereas, Scripture proclaims that Jesus is purchasing by His blood believers from every tribe and language and people and nation, Revelation 5 9, and. Whereas, throughout eternity we will gather with a multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language in worship of our risen Savior, Revelation 7 9, and. Whereas, the Baptist faith and message conveys that all Christians are obligated to make the will of Christ supreme in their own lives and in human society, opposing all forms of racism, selfishness, and vice, and bringing government and society as a whole under the sway of the principles of righteousness, truth, and brotherly love, and whereas, we know from our Southern Baptist history the effects of the horrific sins of racism and hatred, and whereas, in 1995, the Southern Baptist Convention repudiated historic acts of evil, such as slavery, committed to eradicate racism in all its forms from Southern Baptist life and ministry, and genuinely repented, of racism of which we have been guilty, whether consciously or unconsciously, and whereas, in recent years the Convention has nominated and elected individuals from a variety of ethnicities, including electing our first African-American president in 2012, and 
whereas, in recent resolutions the Southern Baptist Convention called on all Christian men and women to pray and labor for the day when our Lord will set all things right and racial prejudice and injustice will be no more, 2014, expressed continued grief over the presence of racism and the recent escalation of racial tension in our nation, 2015, and urged fellow Christians to discontinue using the Confederate battle flag, acknowledging that it is used by some and perceived by many as a symbol of hatred, bigotry, and racism, offending millions of people, 2016, and. Whereas, more than 20%, nearly 11,000, of our cooperating Southern Baptist congregations identify as predominantly non-Anglo and for the last three years more than 50% of Southern Baptist new church plants have been predominantly non-Anglo, and. Whereas, V&H Academic recently published Removing the Stain of Racism from the Southern Baptist Convention, highlighting our continuing need to root out vestiges of racism from our own hearts as Southern Baptists, and. Whereas, racism and white supremacy are, sadly, not extinct but present all over the world in various white supremacist movements, sometimes known as white nationalism or alt-right, now, therefore, be it. Resolved, that the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention, meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, June 13-14, 2017, decry every form of racism, including alt-right white supremacy, as antithetical to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and be it further. Resolved, that we denounce and repudiate white supremacy and every form of racial and ethnic hatred as a scheme of the devil intended to bring suffering and division to our society, and be it further. Resolved, that we acknowledge that we still must make progress in rooting out any remaining forms of intentional or unintentional racism in our midst, and be it finally. Resolved, that we earnestly pray, both for those who advocate racist ideologies and those who are thereby deceived, that they may see their error through the light of the gospel, reapen of these hatreds, and come to know the peace and love of Christ through redeemed fellowship in the kingdom of God, which is established from every nation, tribe, people, and language. The messenger's language within the initial resolution was defamatory and divisive. The resolution only spoke to the racism of white people. Let me be clear, racism is rooted in demonic ideology. However, to single out only one ethnic group as being the singular progenitors of racism is just as demonic. The resolution was based on an event that occurred in Charlottesville, Virginia. The New York Times stated that there were more than just white nationalists present at the event. Hundreds of counter-protesters, religious leaders, Black Lives Matter activists and anti-fascist groups known as Antifa. The resolution had to be amended to include all ethnic groups. The messenger may have had good intentions, however, his choice of words reflected a personal and emotional reaction to the actions of a misguided group of people outside his own ethnic group. The resolution was passed, after it was edited to include every form of racial and ethnic hatred. The editing had to be made, in order to include every tongue, tribe and nation. Singling out only one ethnic group as opposed to including all groups initially, is at the heart of SJ ideology. Socialism and Marxism, which is at the heart of SJ ideology, seek to divide based on social economic basis. They keep pressing issues that have been addressed and redressed. They refuse to allow for Christ's forgiveness to take hold of the hearts of the men and women who have repented and believed. Conclusion It is important to note that, since 1965, the SBC and its affiliated churches have made great strides in racial reconciliation. The SPS past resolutions give us a glimpse into hearts and minds of its members. The 1995 resolution was a call to repentance and forgiveness that the SBC has been abiding since its passage. In the preceding years, American society has changed it has become more secular. The public education system, which includes K-12, colleges and universities, 
have become indoctrination centers for socialist and Marxist ideologies. The demonstrations, that have been seen in the streets of many universities show socialist, Marxist and fascist icons. It is under these conditions we must be discerning as to who we have influencing our decisions. Will we bestow Christ-centered forgiveness or will we hold to old animosities? I ask that we look at these issues with eyes that are open to all the facts and not blinded by our political and social ideologies. Finally, please watch this video. https colon slash slash u2.b slash 3 nmdwcrm I am concerned with the tone of the conversation the messenger has with the others on the panel. I am aware that by my very questioning of the intent of the messenger, I will be called all kinds of names. I am willing to take on these critics, in order to bring light to the issue of hearts of stone. We must be willing to walk in the light of Christ's forgiveness and move toward repentance, reconciliation, and restoration. We can no longer afford to be frozen by past sins. Original PDF, with citations. The Southern Baptist Convention.